Welcome to Elements of Community, a podcast about discovering and exploring the elements of community. I am Lucas Root, and each week we talk with a community leader about what makes their community thrive and bring value to both the leaders and the members. Join me as we unpack the magic of the elements of community. Kasha, I am absolutely delighted that you were able to join me. Just as a as a quick reminder, I put out a, a call, a request for exactly you in episode 29 for all of those who are, are listening. I said, I want full amazing grandmothers who have built amazing communities. And you showed up in my life immediately thereafter. And thank you. Thank you for coming and joining me. Would you like to tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Well, thank you, Lucas. Thank you for inviting me to this program. And about myself, I live in Sweden, so I'm. It's nighttime here, and storm outside. And I'm grandmother of ten grandchildren, and three ex-husbands I have, and three children I have. I think I got that mixed up now. I met three children, <laughs> three ex-husbands, and yeah, very interested in community. Lovely. Thank you so much. Can you tell us a little bit about the community that we're talking about today? By the way, just to seed this, I love this community because you and I, of course, have had this conversation already. So I'm excited to talk about this. Yeah, I, by community, I have two different ideas of community. So the one is where I live in a village and have a lot of contact with the other people in the village. And that's not so common in Sweden, maybe nowhere else either, I mean, anymore. But there many people moved here that, that were looking for a better things. And so we just have contact with each other and do things together, those in the community that will. And so it's probably just like a community was <laughs> before, before we stopped getting to know our neighbors and everything. But we do have a bit of a common purpose, you know, an environmental interest and an interest in nature and an interest in culture. And so there's all kinds of lovely things that have come in the village. The, they took over the train station, some people, and another organization, an environmental, an environmental organization, was able to support them monetarily for buying it and fixing up this, this train station. So now it's a, like a cultural center. Is now, I, yeah? I remember from our conversation that you also have deep connection inside that community, the community of your village. You guys do, you know, you do events together. I think you were talking to me about a dancing event. Oh yeah, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, so I just have dance or die every every week without exception. And it's open, you just walk in the door and we don't, it's kind of like ecstatic dance. We don't talk about stuff. You just dance and get into your kind of your kind of an inward journey. And 
that makes it easy the fact that it's just come on in and it doesn't cost anything and you know it's always happening every monday that makes that makes it able to happen yeah I call that i would call that a common project a project of the community where we get together and we do something together in order to deepen our community connection and further our purpose and if that's true and it may not be and and of course you are a a power, we had a great conversation. You have a strong will and you'll tell me if I'm an idiot. If that's true, then one of the purposes of the village community is connecting deeper both with yourself, which is really valid, valuable and valid, and also with the other people there connecting deeply. Yeah, I, I would go with that, definitely. Mm -hmm. It's definitely a time to a, a exploration and mm -hmm. just love giving yourself love. <laughs> doing what exactly what you want to do in that dancing time but also we do come together and we exchange a, a few words and we you know make sure it happens every week and things like that so it's a sweet it's a sweet activity mm -hmm. then there's there's a center five minutes away by feet where there's also meditations yoga music courses all kinds of different things and that brings together other people in the community and of course people from far away also but that you know the thursday night meditation is and singing bowls that's only local people generally singing bowls kind of lose some of their value like their power if they're if they're done over Zoom. I mean, it's still, it's still helps. <laughs> it's different, right? It's not the same. Yeah, no, we don't do Zoom in the community, but people come from farther away. That's what I meant. I mean, there's the village where you can pretty much, everybody can walk to, you know, a few couple of kilometers, three, four kilometers to each other. It's not more than three kilometers really. But yeah, people drive here from the big city called Gothenburg, which is, an hour away. Mm -hmm. That's amazing that your community is so deeply connected that it's it's encouraging other people to to come in and experience that. Yeah, you could say that. That it it, it sort of sounds maybe we don't want to. It's a course center, so they have people coming from all over, you know, and that center could be located anywhere, but it is located in this community of people. That's so what I'm seeing. Yeah. It's not an accident. It sure isn't. <laughs> it, it it attracted some people, including me, to move here. And and you and the community there are supporting it. You're supporting it partly monetarily. You're supporting it energetically. You're supporting it with the way that you hold together the village as a community, not just as a village. Right, right. But it, that's it, it, I don't want to make this sound too like flowery and stuff because there's people who don't go to that place don't support it maybe don't even like some of the things that go on there but mm -hmm. it doesn't really matter does it <laughs> of course it matters i i think that i think that a, a healthy discussion inside a community is a valid thing and a valuable thing that we as a community get to sort of explore who we want to be and how we how we express who we want to be together and, and maybe that's part of what you're describing there is that, that you and the village there are, are having that healthy discussion and that, health, that healthy exploration. Did, we, did I say we were having a healthy discussion? <laughs> choosing to interpret it that way. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'd say people 
we don't really discuss things. You can also, in a fairly healthy way, avoid discussion. <laughs> sure. Yeah, and you know, people can do their thing, like they do their thing, and we do our thing. But we live, we're neighbors. I mean, I, I'm really, I've really been reflecting on how divide and conquer is a huge method of making people powerless. Mm -hmm. so for me, a bottom line is whoever it is and whatever they do and think and who they vote for and pray for or pray with, it's okay. <laughs> you know, if they're vaccinated or not vaccinated, you know, they're all, we're all, I would never let any of that get in the way of, a, of the relationships in my community with my neighbor. That's neighbors. beautiful. Yeah. That's beautiful. Talk about that more. <laughs> well, I don't know. It's just, I don't know what aspect of that you want me to talk about because divide and conquer is just, I'm just realizing the extent of that as a method of making people weaker. Mm -hmm. And it's, we've seen it where, you know, between races, between genders, but now there's more genders to get more <laughs> upset about and to divide us more. And different countries, different religions, all that stuff has been, has been, fom has fomented separation. That's such a good word, fomented. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's and it's not, now my personal belief is that that is not, that is intentional. There's something driving that, whatever it is, the media or or education or something that is driving that, that's, that's weakening us as humans. And uh, you, you know that that's why we're here chatting, right? Well, I don't know. <laughs> Not necessarily, but that's your belief. Like, humans are better in community and yeah. Me too. When I see the separation, regardless of what's driving it, when I see the separation, I see weakness. And when I see people coming back together, like right. what you're doing, I see strength. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Of course, that's what we're talking about. I forgot that for a moment. But Mickey Willis, if you know who he is, he he's a filmmaker. He made the films Plandemic, 1, 2, and now 3 coming out. He made a short film about so many times when there's been some kind of tyrants trying to take over and people fighting against that some kind of a some kind of a fight and people have gotten together and made it and but they've never quite succeeded is what he said because of what okay i'm not going to have i'm not going to expect you to guess infighting so that's that's the same. That's the word he used, but that's the same thing I'm talking about. We start bickering with each other, husbands and wives, you know, families. I mean, every single unit. And so it's like I mean, I have a big family. We're you know, 16 people altogether, and that's downwards. That's not upwards with my my family of origin, you know. And different things happen, and totally totally different. Um, philosophies and agendas in that family but it's just like and I'm the grandmother you know and it's just so I just take that role so seriously of being a grandmother being a good example 
being kind to everybody and being grateful and and just appreciating. I mean, I live with two 14-year-old twin boys that are, you know, getting on my nerves just today, you know. I'm like, I don't want to see them today. <laughs> just I might get angry. But so, but you know, because I want to, I want to, it really work. It's work. It's not just simple to be the nice grandmother and make them beats them, things like that. It's like also clear about my values and and trying to share my values. And of course, in this time, we have a, a war on the devices. So if the mm-hmm. children had their way, they would eat candy and look at devices. Even two at a time works well. You know, you have the phone in your hand and you got the TV on and, and you have no no need to talk to anybody. And, <laughs> and you get fed in front of the TV, things like that. So this is especially with boys. Some people in the audience might recognize this. So, uh, you know, grandma has to be a bit strict and that's not popular, but it's just, it's just what has to be done. And it has to be done in a nice way. So, yeah. So family and not allowing ourselves to be divided. I love that. And you're, you're sort of personally using, you know, in inside your own family, you're using the authority as a grandmother to help people continue to come together, even with their disparate opinions, which yeah. is which is natural, right? There's nothing wrong with that. And and what I'm calling attention to here is the beauty of you using that position of posi- positional authority to bring people back together again, right? And reconnect that family, reignite the community inside your own family. Yeah, I, I hope so. <laughs> Best case. Best case. I'm yeah, what, I'm doing it again. Yeah, that's beautiful. And you're doing the same thing in your village. In the village, yeah. Just I don't have to solve all the conflicts that come up in the village the same way I do with not that I solve all the conflicts in my family either but you know it's just nobody it, it, I mean it, let's be honest nobody can yeah <laughs> it's a priority bringing just, them together yeah I I just you know I think of it as what are your priorities what are what are my priorities and my priorities would always be the young people you know these kids and especially the kids that are come, are here because of me you know it's mm. it it's so I take this job of being a grandmother really seriously. I can't let my own kids. I mean, you you can't control it all, but but um, absolutely not. But you can still like be a good example and be consistent it. and loving and all that. <clears throat> yeah. I love it. That sort of leads us ni- nicely into a question. How do you what do you, how do you consider leadership inside a community and and what makes a great community leader? Well, you know, it's really funny because we have, you know, I lived before I lived where I live now. I lived in a commune community for 16 years. Mm. And it was people that came together and we had a core center that was our common purpose. And another we were, you know, having people come and go to courses, meditation, yoga, weaving. This was back in between 74 and 90. And we had conflicts and we, we, you know, we were young, we were in our twenties. And what I learned, well, well, the main thing was 
We could live together. We could create something together, support ourselves, hopefully, garden and all that. And But we had a lot of conflicts. And we had a big conflict that we finally split and somebody left and we paid him to move. And he, he was an important person in the community. And it was like a couple of years of fighting and, mm -hmm. you know, dispute and but I'm sort of talking about two different things here because the thing was you asked me about leadership in my vision of a community if we take for example that kind of community where we lived in a two big houses or two big houses and a cottage and mm -hmm. people came together and there wasn't a leader mm -hmm. and there the, the idea was that you we had a common structure and a common purpose and that the idea ideally would be that people did different things people took different responsibilities somebody was doing carpentry and getting other people to help and somebody's doing the kitchen and somebody's doing the garden and it wasn't like it it it, it developed organically yes and, and there was I agree. Yeah, there was no there was no leader, and to me, I, I, when you talk about having a leader in a community, then I'm not sure what kind of community that is because oh, uh, this is beautiful. It's like it's like do you want do you want it's some okay? I actually have an example. There's a, a person who keeps that I know that talks about wanting to start a community, come to my community. And I always feel like he's doing it, he's, he's on the wrong track. That, doing it wrong. That way. Everybody, I, it, it grows organically. And I, can I give you some language for this? Yeah. Because I, I love this and you're 100% on track with me. This is fantastic. You, believe it or not, you are only the second of my guests that has been able to articulate this. And it, it, I'm, it's, it's hard for you to see, but I'm actually over here like quivering with excitement because that was so beautiful. It was awesome. So I have started talking about leadership in a very different way from the way the rest of the world talks about it. And here's why. Most of the people in the world talk about leadership from a static perspective. And so I have, in my own term, named that static leadership. Now, static leadership is not normal human. In fact, it's not normal biological leadership. It's this thing that we've created that's weird. Static leadership. The way that humans want to be in leadership, the way that we want to interact with leadership is from a community perspective, and I'm calling it, by comparison to static leadership, I'm calling it fluid leadership. And what I define as fluid leadership is the skill of seizing leadership when you are the right person to help the community take the next step and seeding leadership giving it up releasing it back to the community when you are not the right person to help the community take the next step and so okay yeah if good. if that's i mean it's beautiful that that you just said that even without me seeding s-e-e-d-i-n-g without me seeding that idea because i i'm i'm so delighted like really i'm quivering with excitement here <laughs> <laughs> how cute yeah that i mean that's it's number one the whole idea of leaders and and one person but you know at fintorn 
Are you familiar with Findorn? I am. But yeah, our audience probably is not. So can you? Okay, so it, it, I, I like to call Findorn the mother of all communities. And it started in 62, beginning of the 60s in Scotland. And three people got together and, and then other people started coming. They were, because one of the people, two of the people had, were very intuitive and one was receiving messages from God and the other one was receiving messages from the devas, the angels or the nature spirits. Mm-hmm. And they were, so they started off, they were on sand dunes and with really terrible soil and they had nothing they were really poor and then they started listening to their guidance and they started a garden and then that garden got to grow like sahar big you know cabbages and everything and they got famous they they attracted all these people how could they do this and that became the community all these people that were interested just for fun <laughs> this book that i just picked up again and started reading again you read it every day and this was the messages that the woman got from god they're dead now these the two of the three are are not with us no. anymore um, for, for those who are listening it was eileen caddy opening doors within yeah yeah so so yeah so that was a community and what i was going to say about that in terms of leadership was that of course the people who did actually start it had some they probably created a, a rather stru- a structure that was that was you know pretty clear but but there were facil- facilitators that mm-hmm. was the organization system and i think that facilitator was a very good word you know because you took mm. you took care of this for a while you know and you were i mean there were di- you know different different sections and you're just making you're just you know helping everything coordinating coordinating you could say facilitating it so that was a great model and the thing was that in our community when i lived in our community in sweden in this period 74 to 90 we were actually creating the same thing and i didn't know about fintorn and then somebody came and said oh this is like fintorn and then i'm like oh tell me about fintorn and then i went there a few times and and it was already, you know, kind of my natural thing. It wasn't that I was copying them. So, so I think yeah, that's that, a natural human state actually is, is we, we step forward to move the community forward. And when we're done with that, with that piece of our journey, somebody else will step forward and, and we uh, encourage it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, why would you want to be bossing people around? I'm just kidding. We don't boss. A facilitator doesn't boss people around either. But but having that responsibility forever, you know, yep. it's, it's exhausting. Forever, yeah. And and so and then there's, you know, there's all kinds of areas to, you know, like I'm taking care of the dance area. <laughs> Today, I was thinking, you know, one of my uh, I also put on a festival and last year we had the theme of activating your superpowers mm-hmm. and today i was thinking you know what what i want to do is to activate because and i was thinking in terms of dance you know and in terms of movement and in terms of doing things with your bodies you know running and chopping wood and all that and you know being in the forest and you know doing actually activating your body to do good things you know yeah 
Um, you know, so, so many of us have been, are sitting in front of computers all the time. And, and, you know, we, we set, we have a job where we don't, we're not really activating in our, with our passion, you know? So I was just, just activating, will <laughs> activating yourself like that will activate your superpowers. That was my the, the insight for today as I was dancing in my room. Beautiful. Thank you. How will you help people activate their superpower? Well, that that's what dance or die is. My mm -hmm. daughter doesn't like the name, but I think for me, it, I kept it even though she doesn't like it. And I usually listen to it because for me at, in my age, at my age, you know, I got to keep moving. Mm -hmm. I don't want to, you know, sitting, getting stuck. Cause so it's, it's a very serious. I love it. <laughs> So this is a, that that title is actually a message to you from you. Dance or die. Yeah. Yeah. It's also there was a, a I also heard a story from a very good friend had a near death experience. And when he rewoke, when he came back to life, he heard the message dance or die. And I said, I'm taking it. Oh, <laughs> and he's still dancing. Yeah. yeah. And he still hasn't died. I think that's a good coincidence. Let's 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 say let's say correlation is causation in this case. Oh, because because reality is what we make of it. And I'm going to make that my reality. Okay, good. Dance or die. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you. I I, I'm a belly dancer and um, all kinds of other dance things that I love. And I could talk a dance, about dance for other, but let, I could talk about dance for a long time. You yeah. could. How does, <laughs> how does dancing activate people's superpower? Well, I feel like at my age now, it's kind of like I can't remember how I was before. It, it just feels like everything I'm... When I, at my age, in my body, when I stretch, I can, it hurts a little bit and it feels like it's getting stuck. And mm -hmm. then when I move, and especially moving to music, it, mm -hmm. one thing that it does is there's feelings in the music. You know, I always use yeah. music that's made by real people. It's not techno technologically electronic stuff. And and so I have these feelings in my heart of the way the music or the words is usually, it's world music. And then, but then I feel like when I stretch out my body and express all these things that I'm feeling with my body, it it's fun but it's also it's like allowing my body to become less dense and more mm. porous so so the idea is that i let spirit in and in the spaciousness that i create That's beautiful i love it <laughs> um i got a i got a few different ways to connect with that in my own world and, and it, let's, let's see where that takes us. The first is people talk about emotion as energy being in motion. Yeah, there you go. And, and, and it is absolutely certain, I mean, this has been scientifically studied and shown, we store emotional triggers in our body. And the more that we can move our body, the more we can move those emotional triggers and either resolve them or release them however we need to. And or if we don't, they, they get stick stock like that it actually gets stuck in your body and it starts to cause problems 
as it sits there and is stuck. Exactly. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I can really feel. And yeah, so um, well, there's there's more to it, right? So that's the basic. It it that's the get free part of it. But what you talked about was actually more than just getting free. What you talked about wasn't was a level beyond that. Yeah, it's the creativity, and it's expression, and it's. I mean, the the funny thing is, I have this that I, I'm not I, I'm not clear about is that I have this experience of being a belly dancer and performing in alone for you know not in a group but but at parties and things and then I have an audience that's like you know so I'm performing for these people and that's one experience it's really fun not everybody gets that opportunity <laughs> and so you know and it, or not even me even though I did danced quite recently at a party but this is not about performing for anyone sure. but it's still about i mean you're not getting that juice and that that connection to the people so yeah. it's a different experience but it's just really generating your own joy mm. so so you know like just the feeling of your body moving these different things and like i said when you have a little bit of pain and you move and it sort of oh, 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 oh. you can relate to that can't you it, it feels good you know yeah. some places i think i should be able to move more but a little stuck but but yeah it's but but i also mean the expression the expression that the music inspires and all that and and i'm like doing my little show kind i mean i'm trying not to I, i'm working on because sometimes i can imagine i'm doing a show for, <laughs> and that gives it a different quality as than mm -hmm. if i'm feeling into my movement and those are two different things and they're both very valuable that's lovely little story <laughs> my my wife and i used to do a couple of different things related to music together often we used to we used to dance together and we we particularly like the the latin dances so merengue salsa we used to dance together a lot and we haven't for a while and i love you know part of part of the reason why this this whole podcasting thing works well for me is because i really love having that microphone in front of me not necessarily because i want people to hear what i say but it's just fun and so I used to do karaoke a lot. Like that used to be a regular part of what I do. So this past week, I've been in Sarasota, not an important part of the story, but just whatever. And we both, me and the people that I was with, we both went out dancing one night and we went out and did karaoke another night. And both of these just sort of reignited the, the passion for the music within me. And in both cases, after we were done, I, I called my wife up after dancing and I was like, we have to get back to dancing. Like we need to we need to put this back in our life. You know, I don't care if we do like five or 10 minutes a day after we're done working. Like, let's just let's just turn the music on and dance. Let's do this. And after karaoke, I called her up and I was like, we have to get back to karaoke. Like now she doesn't sing, but she loves to show up and be there while I'm singing. So I'm I'm so, I'm so with you, Akasha, that 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 being in the music it doesn't just release the stuff that you're holding on to. It does do that. But being in the music opens you up to a flow that is greater than it, it releases, but it also opens you up to a flow that is greater than just releasing. Oh, I think it's really fantastic that you manifested this talk about dance or die, you know, because I promise you now you will 
get your wife to dance and she will get you to dance also and do karaoke. Yep. It's a partnership. Oh, she's here for it. Like this, yeah. this is not a hard ask. No, that's great. <laughs> we, that's great. You just sort that's of I... let life pull us away. And this just reminded me that exactly. we need to not let life pull us away. Yeah. I mean, what better thing than dance? You can just do it at home. You know, it's night. I always make a, a, a little atmosphere, you know, if it's dark, it's candles and, and, you know, good music and, and, mm. you know, just, it changes, everything changes, you know, like maybe you're in your kitchen, <laughs> but <laughs> your kitchen in yeah. your living room, but still you've changed the atmosphere, you know, maybe you put on some aromatherapy or something and, and mm -hmm. music and that's all you need. And I also dress, I also put something other than my work clothes on, but you don't have to do that, but it's fun. I think that's a great recommendation that people should do that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. What a beautiful discussion. We've we've mentioned a couple of the elements of community. We've mentioned purpose. We've mentioned projects. Is there an element that you'd like to talk about that shows up in the way that you engage with the community you love and are a part of? Uh, well, I, I realized when I named the five elements that the one I forgot was purpose. And that's the one that's the one I want to talk about because that's the that's definitely you know <laughs> an important part there so so what see because when you talk about community then I have like the, I have my community of my family I have my community of the farm and I have the community mm -hmm. of the, of the, the village, village. Mm -hmm. yeah so and I'd say the purpose of the community of the in the village is that we cooperate mm. yeah when you know whenever it's everybody can live their own lives we don't have to meet each other at all but if there's a an area where we need to cooperate like when i i buy food because i have my own little community here the farm yeah. so i buy large amounts of food and so when i'm going to make an order i send out an email to everybody in the community and say would you like to order some food with me so we get it cheaper and now i'm that's amazing yeah, <laughs> you know, it's not a no big job. And then, oh, I'll tell you, this is kind of cool. But what is, you this... just mentioned was an, an actual measurable benefit of co the cooperation of community. That yeah, the people yeah. who jump in and say, I want in on that, and then we get it cheaper. Yeah. And we have people share car sharing cars here, and uh, we do here in the in the farm, in the, my family and, and, and other people here. You know, That's and then... Horrible. How, how dare you deprive big corporations of their little bit of extra profit? <laughs> yeah. And we don't have TVs in every room. We have one TV for everybody. What? What's wrong? <laughs> no, we can't have this. Wonderful. But let me tell you about my this idea that I'm just developing, because I think it, it can be appropriate, because there's a lot of going on about food right now. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so we want to start. I want... I, we want to start, some people want to start a community where, I mean, co-op, a co-op, co-op, that's like an, a store, right? Where yeah. the food is the cheapest, best, I mean, organic, good food. Now I'm thinking of grains and beans and stuff like that, dry things. And then of course we have all our farm vegetables and stuff and eggs. But the thing was, if we forget about that, I just think about things we will buy in in large quantities and then we're going to distribute them or sell them or whatever. We're going to make this thing work so that, so, so 
I had a friend in a neighboring community and they had an association and everybody paid into that association and everybody worked and then there was a big place where they went and got their food and wrote everything up. There was nobody there, but the food was in barrels and they could weigh their own food and write up. And so everybody's worked and everybody's bought the food they need at the cheapest possible price. But my idea was that it wouldn't be an association. It would just be a group of people who, and that, that do the main work, like say five hours a day for one day a week say like mm -hmm. that one day a week and you go and that we would go and sit in the store and it would be like a cafe and a store because there would always be a person there so that when the people come to buy their food or pick up their food there's going to be a connection between them and and uh, you know and that person sitting there they can do other work and they can talk to people and they can just enjoy and like why wouldn't why wouldn't I want to go there and sit for five hours that's not getting paid but the thing that would make it work is that the prices on the on the food would be the price that we bought it for you know this costs a dollar a kilo or whatever <laughs> ten dollars a kilo and and that and then they would have to put on a percentage for everybody that's coming but it would still be so low that it would be beneficial for them and anybody could come they didn't have to just be in the association and and then the people that are sitting there they maybe get a 10 percent discount on the food mm. so that that would be i mean they would do it mostly just for fun and to be there, it's not like a job, but you're getting a you're getting a reduced price for your food. So I feel feel like that's so that's the model that I'm suggesting to people. And I'm just I just told a few different people, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? You know, and of course there's all kinds of legal things in Sweden. It's so complicated. And they're trying to take away cash in this country. We're kind of on the forefront of the digitalization of stuff. So, but I would love to do a cash only store. Mm -hmm. The, yeah, the community, the village shop. What a because lovely it, idea. There was a shop. There is a shop here now. It's been yeah. here for years. Nobody goes to it. It's a little health food shop that's, you know, we should all go to, but it's not cheap enough. So people go and buy stuff cheap and it's not a, a heart center. And so we're going to take the same place and transform it into a heart center. So yeah, it's really exciting. Service first, value first, community yeah. first. Yeah, 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 yeah. What else is there really? <laughs> you know, people talk about prepping. And right, there's a lot of prepping going on. And one of the most important aspects of, you know, you want food and you want toilet paper and you want community <laughs> and you might yeah. put community first. <laughs> I would. Yeah. And, and, you know, and then you want to also have develop. It's not something that you, yeah, that's something that you build up. Right. And I, I'm, let's be honest. Right. I mean, when you look at prepping, let's be honest, like, let, let's say that that one small family survives, then what? Yeah, exactly. I got all my stuff. Yeah, I got my guns, too. Yeah. Now <laughs> what? Like, what are you thinking? What are you, you going to do? I mean, you survived. Cool. Now you're going to live 20 years, 30 years, yeah. 50 years, all by yourself. And then yeah. you're done, too. Like if, yeah. if we can't survive together, we don't survive. 
it's so bizarre. I'm glad you said that. I mean, that's what I always think. And it seems so obvious, you know, I actually have a member of my family, farther away family, like my, I'm not going to say who it is, but, but relationships that, I mean, they've got so much prepping stuff in their house that there's no space on the floor and, and there's weapons. And I just, I mean, I feel like we never lock our door and I feel like we had a door locked on the farm. That's the only place that ever, anything got ever got stolen. <laughs> they <laughs> off, you know, and they so they didn't steal any of the stuff we had out, you know. And you know, now we have a, an, a store on the farm that you just come and you just take your stuff and you pay with with honor costs, system. With you, yeah, yeah, and works fine, you know. Yep. And if somebody wanted to steal a carrot or something, you know, go ahead. We usually put stuff out also when we have too many zucchinis and stuff. We, we give them away. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I, you know what? I'm I more power to the people who feel like they need to prep. But but seriously, if we can't survive together, we don't survive. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't I don't want to be in a world where I'm the only one. No, not a bizarre idea. I'm going to shoot these people that want to eat, you know, when instead you can just, I mean, I always think about it when I buy a whole lot of food, you know, we're going to be people that the people would come to and you just have your the soup ready, you know, and, and, you know, what's to fight about? Yep. These are yep. my potatoes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's the point? Do it together or don't do it at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Beautiful. if you have that conviction, like we were talking about before, that never divide, never divide and conquer. These aren't your enemies. You can offer them something. Yeah. You know, I know there's bad guys in the world, but that you have to do the self-defense thing and all that. But I'm just not expecting them on my doorstep. <laughs> you know, I've I've read it before. I've heard it before. You know, it's it's common to say everybody's the hero in their own story. And if you take that idea and you put it into the idea of community, my suspicion is that there aren't really any bad people. Maybe a few people that are just so broken by commentary that they that they can't heal themselves but really nobody wants to be bad mm, it's true mm. that's where i come from and it, it yeah. sounds to me like you're there too <laughs> <laughs> nobody wants to be bad like we we want to be good we just have we we just have the wrong story going on in our head exactly exactly for various reasons yeah well, I'm hoping that this episode with you is helping people tell a different story. Mm. That when you locked your door, that's where things got stolen. And when you stopped locking your door, things stopped getting stolen. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I like to hear. Yeah. Thank you. I like to wrap up my episodes with three really powerful questions. First one is, for the people who are just absolutely in love with you, and they should be, how can they find you? Oh, I don't know. I think just by my name. <laughs> All right. Any any yeah, website I, or social links or anything? I have Facebook. Facebook mm -hmm. is good enough. Yeah. That's maybe old fashioned. I don't know if you have young people listening because I know young people don't have. It's boomers. Do they talk about boomers where you are? Yeah, we're, I'm a boomer. We, we definitely I do. <laughs> yeah, I learned that from my grandchildren. Yeah. 
that lived on oh. Bali. So moved here from Bali and they're calling me a boomer. I'm like, where did you get that from? <laughs> the, the baby boomer generation in the US came from the, the World War II return soldiers who then you know came back and made big families and you are the result of that. Yeah. That's what boomers are. Cool. Just look you up by your name. That's beautiful. Yeah, my name is, is very unique. Yeah, it sure is. Akasha Skaldeman. Second question. Is there something that you wish I had asked you so far, but did not? No, not that, not that I can think of. No magic question that unlocks the, the power of the universe? That's too big of a... <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I get it. I love it. The third one is, you told me a little story, and I'm not sure if you'd be willing to tell it, but where does your name come from? Oh, yeah. I'll just start with my last name, because my last name is the name of my second husband and his brother made it up. And that's why I know we have a very unique name, because it's oh, cool. only this, like, 10 people in Sweden have this name, and they're all my relatives. Through my second husband, I'm now on my third. And Kasha means, Akasha, yeah, that that name came into my head. It was a revelation, an intuitive revelation, which I don't have more than one of those. <laughs> Haven't had yet in my life, or maybe two. And I just heard that name and, I, and it was like, that's your name, Akasha. And so I didn't know, I wasn't quite sure what it meant. But I was aware of the Akashic records that I learned about when I studied Rudolf Steiner. And I thought it had to do with remembering. And I thought, well, that's a good thing. I need to remember things. This is about 15, 16, 17 years ago. And, and then I looked it up on the internet and it said that it was the ether or the fifth element or the sky or the field or mm -hmm. heaven. And I really liked that idea of the fifth element. Ether, the ether, I thought. Yeah, and so I went with it. My husband didn't change, stop calling me Pamela for probably 10 years, <laughs> but, <laughs> but everybody else did. So, yeah, so anyway, it, it, I'm getting more and more fascinated because of this concept of the ether and that we, we, um, we do everything we create, we first dream up, think up or construct, create, we create it from within. And the more creative we can be, the better, the more we can realize that it's through my intention and my dreams, my visions that I create, that I like to think of that as we're, I'm creating in the ether, creating by choosing my thoughts and choosing to, to be loyal to my, my thinking in Swedish now, uh, my beliefs, convictions, that was the word. Um, yeah, you know, that there's more to life than we see. You know, mm -hmm. it's not it's this hard stuff that you can knock on and, and stuff. There's something there. This, one, this one's pretty hard for most people. Yeah, <laughs> right. There you go. There you go. But there is some, and it's good, you know, and I want, and I, so I'm, whether you call it God or whatever, it's, it's good. It's life affirming. It's life force. Mm -hmm. And 
that I try to stay in contact with and imagine that and I imagine the powerfulness of that and I use that to create in the ether so I imagine things up and I'm just choosing to believe that more and more that that's that's a big part of of my journey is to mm. realize that I, can, that I can create in the ether and then it's like oh yeah my name's Akasha yeah that was interesting <laughs> I love it yeah. Here's one of the things that I find particularly delighting about that story. It, it used to be, and it unfortunately is not quite so common anymore, but it used to be very common for people to change their name as they move through stages of their life. So you'd start out as a child and you would have a child name and you'd move into adulthood and you'd have an adult name and it would be different. And then you maybe would move into an, an another phase of adult maybe you 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 achieved mastery in something and you would get a mastery name and then you might move into elder and you'd get an elder name and each time that you moved into a new phase in your life you would have a name that went with it sometimes it would be added on to your name and sometimes it would result in an entirely separate name and it was powerful mm. it was powerful it helped us step into this new version of us and and i love it i think that's a tradition that maybe we should be bringing back and you have i totally agree with you i mean it, it's so weird that it should be i mean my mom was really mad when i changed my name and stuff but i thought just as you do just as you explained you know you you're you go through these different stages and it's really good to make them more real and you change and you you get more clear about your intentions and and who you are and what you're here to give what you what your gifts are and everything and whether i mean it'd be nice if the the community gave you new names that's probably what has happened in the tribes you know earlier. yeah but that was part of it yeah yeah but you know now we have to figure it out ourselves <laughs> yeah I would love to get more back to the roots, tribal roots. Me too. Akasha, thank you. You've been a delight and a gift. Do you have any parting words? Oh my gosh. How much time do I have? As much as you'd like. <laughs> I was just thinking because I I do have this, this, because we talked about tribal roots and I'm on my way to Brazil to live with a tribe. And and I was thinking about, you know, what the tribe, it's all generations, all together, yes. uh, without devices, connected with nature, connected mm -hmm. with the plant world, connected with the food, you know, yeah. connected with their clothes, they're making, they're weaving all their stuff, they're making their jewelry. And I, this is going to be such an amazing, I think this is going to be a life-changing experience for me to live with. It's only a few, a month, but uh, one month. But um, That is lovely. I think it will be, it's so, sort of what I've always wanted to do. So, I'll be delighted to hear how this gets reflected in your name. <laughs> That's amazing. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Else? No, I, it was enjoyable ha having ha a conversation with you. And yeah, thank you for having me. My pleasure. Thank you for joining me, Akasha.
Thanks for joining us this week on Elements of Community. Make sure to visit our website, elementsofcommunity.us, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or via RSS, so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. Be sure to tune in next week for our next episode.